This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're moving and grooving here on a Thursday as we welcome you back to the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi out in Jersey. I'm Stormy Bonatoni at our VSIN studio at Circa in downtown Las Vegas. And Michael, earlier today, about an hour or so ago, maybe less. Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels was speaking to media with OTAs underway and let folks know that Jimmy Garoppolo, their new quarterback who assigned this offseason, had surgery on that foot that he injured last season with the San Francisco 49ers, but didn't have it until March. McDaniels says that this is something that they were very aware of um, when before they put pen to paper on the dotted line said we still won't play for a hundred days but everything that's happened since we signed Jimmy we knew ahead of time quote certainly had awareness of it all our preference though is not to push it or rush anybody back at this time what should the level of concern be for uh, their quarterback who McDaniels did say they expect to be ready to go week one I, I don't think there is any. I think what they tried to do, the 49ers tried to do, is let this heal naturally. And we were told it was. And I think most of the bones in his foot were healing naturally, except for one. And when he came in for his physical, I think at that point, do you remember there was a little bit of a delay between the announcement and the official signing of the contract? Uh, I think they had to kind of work their way through what was the best procedure on how they were going to handle this and what they needed to do and how they needed to proceed. And and once they decided that, they turned all their attention to rehab and him being in the building, understanding the playbook. He's going to all the meetings. The only thing he's not doing is being on the field. So I, I don't think there's that much of a level of concern. You know, obviously with Jimmy, he's got to stay healthy, right? right? So that's really important. And if he can stay healthy and if he can uh, – you know, master the offense during training camp, then that's going to be good enough. But for me, you know, these are things that you got to take care of. These foot problems in players, and look, the Raiders' season is going to be determined by how healthy two guys' feet are, right? <laughs> you know, the, the, the first-round draft pick and Garoppolo. 
So I think that's going to be the biggest concern. Well, and that's why I asked the question, because with Jimmy specifically, that's been the one knock on him. We know the winning record that he's had with San Francisco when he's been healthy, but it just seems like the injury bug has been something that's piled up with him year after year, and it's not usually the same thing over and over again. It's It's been different things. So with, with Jimmy G specifically, I guess like that's why I asked the concern question. That's the word that I use is because with him, it seems to be such a consistent issue for some reason. Yeah, and I don't think, Stormy, in fairness, I don't think you could ever not be concerned about Jimmy getting hurt. I mean, I think you always have to be concerned about it. From the time he took over for Tom Brady, when Brady was suspended for Deflategate, you know, and those four games he played two and got hurt, and then Brissett had to come in and finish game four. So I, I think you always have to be concerned about Jimmy's ability, durability, what we talked about it earlier in the show. They've had one season where yeah. he is. So I think that's going to be key. But, like, for him and Tyree Wilson, the first-round draft pick, I mean, those guys, for them to make an impact on their team, they've got to stay healthy. And I think if they do, they can improve. You know, a lot of people are not very high on the Raiders offseason. You know, I think offseasons are all always on paper. Everybody's high on the Jets offseason. Everybody's high on, you know, other teams offseason. Denver last year had a great offseason. We'll see what happens once they play. But critically, four for the, the Raiders, I mean, Jimmy's got to stay healthy if they're yeah. going to win. 2019, that, that season that we were referencing, the only one where he's been fully healthy and started every single game. The Raiders are an 11-1 to shot in the AFC West, the longest shot, Kansas City, a minus 165 odds on favorite to get the job done. Uh, you mentioned everybody being high on Aaron Rodgers a little bit later on this hour. We will talk about a certain syndrome that the Jets may be dealing with this season. We'll also have professional handicapper Mike Somich on the program, get some of his plays in the NBA coming up tonight. But now, Michael, it's time for no way or no doubt. So I've got a number of headlines here I want to get through with you, get your opinion on whether or not this is something that's absolutely going to happen or no way. Let's start with those Boston Celtics. We just finished up a great conversation with John Corrales of um, the Boston Sports Journal. If you missed any of that conversation, make sure you download the Lombardi line in podcast form to take a listen, but the Celtics have a legitimate shot at winning the next three games against the Heat and advancing to the NBA Finals, breaking a stretch of 150 straight teams that have not been able to rally back from a three-games-to-none deficit. No way or no doubt the Celtics have a legit shot. I I think there's no doubt they have a legit shot because, you know, it's not often that a team beats another team twice on its own court, right? So, you know, you might win two. The 76ers won two games in Boston. They split. They won game one. They won game five, right? But, you know, the or game was it game five. Yeah, they won game five. So, to me, you're always kind of aware of, okay, how can we do this? How can we get it back? But when you win two, you know, now all of a sudden you're trying to split down there. You come back. The the pressure's on Miami at this point, and Miami losing Gabe Vincent puts even more pressure on them. So there's no doubt, I think, if they win tonight, which I think they can win tonight, then it, all the pressure is Miami has to close this out on Saturday, and is Gabe Vincent going to play? Are they going to be healthy to play? I mean, when you're down three mm-hmm. players that make a contribution to your team, it's hard to overcome. Celtics, an eight-point favorite tonight and in the plus 220, plus 250 range to come back now in the series. Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes, he's been back in action at OTAs. Word on the street is 
The Chiefs are open to revising Mahomes' contract this offseason. While uh, at the signing of his last deal, it was the richest in the league at the time. That average annual value has slipped to seventh among top quarterbacks, will likely fall to ninth after Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert get their respective deals done. Would he like to make more money? Who wouldn't? But here's Mahomes real quickly on where his priorities lie. I try to do whatever is the best for the team, but obviously I want to do the best for myself as well. Um, but at the same time, I, I want to, I've always said I, I worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Um, but uh, I'm, I know we keep communication. We see what's going on around the league. Um, but at the same time, I'll never do anything that's going to hurt us from keeping the great players around me. So it's kind of teetering around that line. Love the thought yeah. process that money is not as important as legacy and rings, but no way or no doubt, Michael, the Chiefs should restructure Patrick Mahomes' deal. No doubt they should, and they will. I mean, look, you, you know, when, when the market changes, you know, in the old days, you know, you used to say, we have a contract, we're not, we're going to honor that contract. Well, the way the market fluctuates, the way teams bail on players who've given them contracts, it's kind of a two-way street. It used to never be, but I think you have to be more adaptive in that area. And this player is is a generational talent. And when you have a generational talent, you have to do things to make sure that he's content and he says all the right things and he means them. I, I, I don't I take him seriously in what he's saying. He wants to win more titles. He wants to 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 put his effect on the game today and, and his place in history. But I do think you that you have to kind of adjust it as you go along and as you move along. And certainly very, very deserving given what he has accomplished and you have a feeling that this is a dynasty that could last for a while with he and Andy Reid. Uh, no way or no doubt, Michael, the league's ability to flex Thursday night football games will have a negative impact on players and teams as they test it out this year. No way. I mean, look, I, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, the way when we go to 17 games, I think it really relies on the coaches and the assistants to understand the players and how much they should play. If I've played a thousand plays during a 16-game season, I should play a thousand game, a thousand plays during 17 games. You know, I should have a quota. And there's a there's the law of diminishing return. If I play way too much, too many plays, I don't play as effectively. This is why you have to have substitutions. You have to have depth because you can't wear the players out. You know, you have to. It's why the Cincinnati's not having a hard OTA time. They don't want to wear their players out. Whether it starts them off to a good start, it it hasn't over two years. However, they've gotten stronger as the year went on. So you have to kind of look at that. And I think, to me, if you manage your team correctly, there's no way this should have a negative effect on you. But you've got to be very careful about that. You just can't put everything into, okay, we're going to play these guys when they're hurt. We have to understand that sometimes the backups have to contribute. Teams will get at least 28 days notice and still can only play two Thursday night football games. So if a team had already played two, they couldn't be flexed into that situation late in the season. This only impacts the final five games of the year. So unfortunately, you know, the the games like we had last year with the Colts and Broncos and the who was it, the Bears and Commanders earlier in the season, we, we, we can still get those, unfortunately. Last one here in No Air, No Doubt, Michael. LeBron James will return to the Los Angeles Lakers for his 21st no NBA season. Yep. No doubt. I mean, come on. You know he's coming back. I mean, seriously. So you know I, he's coming I'm back. I'm glad you're here, Michael. I didn't I, – I, I don't know the dollars and cents of it all, but I, I said earlier this week, I was like, what if LeBron takes a year off, gets healthy, recoups, gets remotivated for the game, and then comes back when Bronny's in the NBA the year after? Could that happen? 
I mean, I don't know how good is Bronny going to be. Is Bronny going to be able to play right away, or is he going to the G League? You know what I mean? I mean, there's a question you got to ask ask yourself. I mean, it's one thing to play with Bronny if he's sitting on the bench. Is another thing is he going to play in the game? I mean, you know, I, I don't think Bronny made All Conference. If I'm, not, I know he was the ESPN All All Nineteenth Best Player in the country, but I don't think he made his All Conference team. If I'm not mistaken, so. You know, I'm not saying he's not going to be a great player. It just may take him some time to become the great player. He's certainly not on the same pathway that his father was on. Look, we know LeBron's going to play. I mean, it's all just, oh, I'm emotional. I think the bigger question is, do they retain Austin Reeves? Mm. I mean, Austin Reeves really was playing well as a kid as an undrafted player. You know, they, he's a restricted free agent. They can only offer him, I think, $54 million. Another team could offer him almost $94 million. So it's going to be interesting how they manage their cap and what they do. The Lakers, it's interesting. The Lakers have are way over the cap. They're, the luxury tax, if they go back over it again, they'll play a, a double dip on that luxury tax. It's going to be interesting offseason for them. Austin Reeves, Austin Threaves, as our guy JVT has been calling him. But, yeah, LeBron a little bit cryptic in his postgame after getting swept. Probably just initial emotions coming off of the way that they lost. The anticipation certainly is that he'll be back to finish out his contract next year. we got to take a quick break. Mike Somich joins the show next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Welcome back. 
to the Lombardi line alongside former NFL general manager Michael Lombardi. He's out in Jersey. Stormy Bonantoni with you at Circa Las Vegas. And we bring into the show, like we do every Thursday, professional handicapper Mike Samich for his insight at Samabomb18 on Twitter. What's going on, Mike? How are you today? Doing well. It's a, it's a fun little weekend. You have to dig a little deeper today. Not a ton of events going on. Obviously got a great hockey game, great NBA game, but not a ton of baseball. But we were able to find, find some plays for you. So it seems like, based on what I see on my chart here, that you like the Golden Knights to at least win this series uh, up three games to none right now against the Stars. We'll see what happens tonight. But I'm a little bit upset with you because your bet is on the Panthers to beat them in the Stanley Cup, which I do not like, Mike. What's going on with this? I know, Stormy. I knew this one would disappoint you. But this is, this is to me, a value play here in the line. We're going to talk a lot about alt lines and kind of finding value in places where you can get a little bit of an edge on the books. And if you look at the look-ahead prices for this, the Stanley Cup Finals, if it is Vegas and Florida, you're looking at, at Vegas minus 125, Florida minus 105, somewhere in that range, or plus 105. And so I'm trying to find ways to get some value here. And if, if you dig a little deeper, you can find exact result for Stanley Cup Finals where Florida beats the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's sitting there at plus 120. So you're essentially getting anywhere from 15 to 25 cents of value. I do think the Panthers are the best team left. We talk about, talked about that last Thursday on here. And so if I can get 15 to 25 cents of value by betting it now, and all I need is, is Vegas to get through Dallas, and I, I think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion here with two more games left in Vegas and the Stars absolutely reeling, I'm going to go ahead and take that value. So I, I took the Panthers plus 120 to beat the Golden Knights in the finals. You can get them at plus 110 in a lot of different markets as well. I would look and search to see if you can get an exact result just to get that extra value on the bet. And, and Mike, you you know, the Golden Knights are 7-0 and in their last seven games against, the, you know, the, the central teams. I mean, do you think, they'll, you think they'll close this out tonight? Please say yes. Uh, I, I expect – this is a tough game, right? If I'm going to bet this game, I would bet the under, or I would bet Dallas or pass. And I'm going to pass on both of them. I don't want to bet the under in a closeout game. We saw what happened last night with the Panthers and the Canes. They ended up putting up seven goals. First time they got over five in the entire series. I think Vegas is the better team. I think Vegas has a shot at winning tonight. I'm not really looking at minus 110 either way on it. I would want more value on them to bet the game, but I do think Vegas gets the job done either tonight or in game five. I was about to say them's is fighting words, um, but <laughs> I agree that they are the better team this year. I just think they get it done today. I did place the plus 105 wager on the Golden Knights as a dog. We'll see how it ultimately plays out, but I just think Dallas, without Jamie Benn out there on the ice tonight, dealing with the two-game suspension off the the penalty on Mark Stone two minutes into the last game, his leadership and his production not being out there on the ice, I think has an impact. And Jake Ottinger, for whatever reason, has been outdueled by Aiden Hill in this series. So go Knights go for me tonight. As far as the NBA action goes, we've got the Boston Celtics back at home, an eight-point favorite against the Miami Heat. That series currently sitting at three games to one. I know there's no side play for you specifically tonight, but there are alternate ways you have gotten involved in the prop market. What are you looking at? Yeah, this is another one where, to me, you're either taking the points with the Heat, you're playing the over, or you're passing on both of them. And, and I don't have a strong enough opinion to take the Heat plus the eight or to take the over. So I passed on the side and the total. But I do think there's a couple weaknesses here in the prop market. We're seeing Jimmy Butler over 28 and a half points. This is more of a narrative style bet. But in these type of games, he absolutely showed up all postseason game four and game five. He went for over 35 or more points against Milwaukee. We saw in game one against Boston, he went for 35. I think it's a big Jimmy Buckets night. I think especially with Vincent out, he's the one who picks up the offensive points. We've seen a lot of the alternate players totals tick up, but not Jimmy Butler's. 
he's going to take 25 shots today. If he takes 25 shots, I think he gets over that 28 and a half point total. One that I like that's that's less narrative based, more statistical based here. Kevin Love under a half turnover. It's interesting stats when you look at game one and game two versus game three and game four. His minutes went down from 15 a game all the way to seven and a half a game in game three and game four. And when you look at where he touches the ball and how he's involved in the offense, it's not high turnover situations, right? If he gets the ball outside the arc, he's either going to shoot it or he's going to swing it. He's not driving a lot. He's not going to places where you're expecting a turnover or a turnover is more likely. So if he plays 10 minutes in this game and he doesn't touch the ball inside the arc once, I'll take that under a half turnover. That's minus 115 right now. He did not turn the ball over in game two or game three or game four. So I I think we're going to see that same style from Kevin Love. I think his minutes get cut still. And where he touches the ball is not likely turnover scenarios. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting play. I I like the thought process. Have you looked ahead in terms of if Miami goes to Denver or if Boston is able to make this miraculous comeback and win four straight games in a row, what do you like in the championship series? Have you thought about that at all? I'm going to be on Denver. The question is how. Um, I I think they are the better team in both cases here. I think the Miami matchup is a better one for Denver than the Boston matchup. Boston's athleticism could cause them more trouble than the style of play that you're seeing from Miami. I'm probably going to end up laying a game and a half with uh, with the Nuggets as they face Miami. Uh, I may try and find a different alt line, maybe take Denver in five or six if they're playing against Boston. I think Denver is the better team either way, but I'm not willing to lay the minus 250, minus 200s we're seeing out in the market right now for Denver to win the series. I will say this. If that minus 200 starts ticking down, and I think it will if Boston wins game five, then I might start to get involved if we get in that minus 170 area for Denver because I do think they're better than either of these teams from the East. Here with professional handicapper Mike Samich at Samabomb18 on Twitter. Mike, let's look to some Major League Baseball. There are, I mean, it's a full slate today, 10 games, two of them in action already. The Oakland A's are the worst team in baseball, and it's not close. <laughs> 10 and 41 on the year. I'm looking at their run differential right now, minus 183, which is just Dear God, what is happening here? Uh, You're looking to fade them again today. How are you doing it? Yeah, when you're betting, sometimes the best way to make money is finding ways to play against really bad teams. And and this A's team is historically bad. Worst ERA we've seen from a team uh, since 1930. So just absolutely atrocious from that perspective. And they're not a team that that puts together a bunch of runs. Their bullpen is awful. So they don't come back in very many games. So I've been trying to figure out, okay, how can I make some money betting against the A's? Because I don't want to lay 240, 250, 310 every single day. And that's the number that we're seeing in a lot of places. And even if you're laying a half run in the first five, you're still laying minus 190, minus 210, minus 220. Long term, that's just not the type of bet that I'm looking for. So how can we actually make some money? I've been scouring the markets and had some success with this the last couple of days. And I think it's priced incorrectly today. A lot of times in football and basketball, you'll see a double result, right? So have to win the first half, have to win the game. Well, we've started to see that pop up in baseball as well here. So you have to win the first five innings. You have to be ahead after the first five. And you have to win the full baseball game. Well, yesterday, this Mariners team was minus 190, minus a half run, minus a half run in the first five, and minus 280 for the game. But they were only minus 135 to win the first five innings and to win the full game. Today, we're sitting in a very similar situation. You're minus 170 in the first half of this game, minus a half run, and you're minus 250 for the entire game for them to win. However, you can get them minus 115 to win the first five innings 
and to win the game right now in multiple spots. So I'm going to play the Mariners to win the first five innings and the win the full game and bring that juice all the way down to minus 115 here. This A's team is atrocious. And like I said, they aren't going to come back very often. So the key here is can you win that first five bet? And if you do, you're laying minus 115 versus the minus 170, minus 180 at minus a half run. So I think that these lines aren't quite correct considering how bad this A's team is when they actually are down here. So I'm looking for the uh, Mariners to win the first five innings and win the complete game. And then, Mike, you would just keep playing this until the book or the the handicappers make an adjustment. It's a little bit like the old way where people before the NBA had had uh, load management, people would play the road games all the time because if you had a four game road game, you know the 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 players would have worn themselves out and they don't cover after four games on the road. So you would just keep playing this until you get an adjustment because I think this formula is going to just keep compounding money. Yes, this is one I'm going to be looking at every single day. It'll be one of the first things I look at when these lines come up. They don't always come up overnight. They don't always come up first thing when the line comes up. You have to wait a little bit for this specific market, but it's wildly mispriced right now. I mean, they, if they're minus 180 for the first five, they should be minus 150, minus 160 in this type of market because they are just not going to come back very often. So it, to me, this is one that you can go to day after day after day until this line starts to get juiced higher. Can't wait for that riveting team to become the MLB squad here in Vegas. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Mike. You're the best. Appreciate the time. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Great stuff, as always, on a Thursday from our guy, Mike Somich. So, Michael, we're going to take a commercial break, but I am very excited for the conversation when we come back here on the Lombardi line because there is a, let's call it a condition that's running rampant in professional sports, but particularly in the NFL, the one-player-away syndrome You're going to break it all down for us on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with a VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now for just $9.99. You get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all the summer action, which includes NFL and college football futures. You got premium analysis from our top of our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Start betting smarter. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And sign up now. Again, just $9.99 to join the team. And up on vcin.com right now. And if you are a subscriber, you'll get access to all of these awesome articles from our guy, Michael Lombardi, every week. You've got a writing spotlight up this week where you discuss the NFL mistake of one player away. And how often have we seen that theme with teams, particularly in the NBA and NFL, where like there's just that one piece that they're missing. You highlight the New York Jets specifically who are coming off yet another losing season. The last time we saw the New York Jets, Michael, they closed the year on a six-game losing streak. Robert Sala entering um, another year here, but it's not Zach Wilson at quarterback. It's Aaron Rodgers. So are they one player away? How do you feel? Well, I think what you know, to me, when I wrote Football Done Right, I broke down trades, you know, and and, and went over a lot of the trades that have happened in the NFL 
the big trades in the NFL. And, and one of the conditions of those big trades were the belief were one player away. You know, John Hado in 74, the Packers trade all these picks uh, uh, for John Hado, who's washed up, and he comes in and does it. Russell Wilson last year, we're one player away, Denver, we can win this. Yeah, that right? worked out great. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't worked out. So I think there's a mindset of that. But when you really peel back the layer of the New York football Jets, right, and you go through it and you realize that when Sala made those comments about – He's one of the six or the eight teams. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard this offseason, especially considering that his franchise that he represents has only been in the playoffs 13 times since they won the Super Bowl in 1968. The franchise that he represents hasn't been to the playoffs since 2010. So, like, it isn't like he's working in a culture that understands champions. Like, he, he's won two games in the AFC East his career in two years. He hasn't beaten New England yet. Now, all that could change, but I think to me he's getting, his, he's getting himself ahead of his skis. Like, why are they one of the eight teams? Because they acquired Rodgers? Because they have one player? They're that good of a team? The other thing that bothered me, Stormy, is we don't ever talk about this, but we say the players have to improve. It's important that we get better production from the quarterback. It's important we get better production from our left tackle. How about better production from our head coach? Like, are we sure he's a really good head coach? Are we sure he's grown into the job? Are we sure he's ready to be one of the eight? I mean, I think that's a little presumptuous. I agree. And for anybody that did miss um, Robert Sala, we we have him here now. We have the audio talking about his efforts to – keep any and all negativity that could undermine the 2023 New York Jets coming into this season. So just take a listen and then we'll come back to it. Uh, acknowledge the noise, acknowledge the positivity, be excited about it because, you know, there's, um, again, my opinion, I think 32 teams stand in front of their teams, or 32 coaches stand in front of their teams every year to talk about winning a championship. And then realistically, there's maybe six or eight teams that have an actual chance to do it. And I do think we are one of those teams. So, so that's what Michael keeps saying when he says that Robert Sala thinks that they're one of the best six to eight teams in the NFL. What I found interesting is, and he continues to say, none of that matters unless we take care of things today. Talked about <laughs> focusing on the moment. I thought that was interesting that you're clearly talking about the future and thinking you're a team that could play for a Super Bowl, but then reverting back and talking about today and it's important about today. So which is it? Well, I agree. I, you, you hit the nail on the head, Stormy. I mean, this is a guy that goes to a press conference without a prepared statement, without a prepared plan. He's just winging it. Because in one sense, he's talking about they're one of the six to eight best teams, and then he's, well, we just got to focus on today. What it, you yeah. know, are, like, There's no reason for you to talk about the Jets being a, a Super Bowl contending team when you haven't made the playoffs since 2010, when you haven't beaten any team twice in the NFC, AFC East. When you've only been to the playoffs 13 times in the last since 1968, like uh, to me, his approach should be, look, we're trying to come together as a team. We're trying to incorporate Aaron Rodgers. We've got to build on a lot of things. We're nowhere near where we need to be. This is going to be a work in progress. Like that's how you talk about today. You don't talk about today and then say, oh, well, we're, we're one of the best teams in the league. You're not. You, you haven't beaten anybody to be one of the best teams. I think he's won 11 games in two years. I mean, we all know this. And so he's put the pressure on the players when the pressure should be on the coach. The pressure should be he should take the responsibility. And look, 
as I said earlier, I think to me, could they be an improved team? Sure. You know, would they would they have been a better team had they had a better quarterback last year? Yeah, but teams would have played them differently, right? There's always that element of how do you handle the team. The other factor is they're going to be a hunted team. Yeah. Everybody's gunning for them, right? Like, nobody's taken the Jets lightly. They're on national TV five times. I think that's a great point, Michael, because this is a team that, as you just referenced, like, it's not like they've had winning seasons the last handful of years. It's not like they've been a playoff team in over a decade, and yet they go from being the hunter to the hunted, which is a completely different mindset, and it's not like they have an easy schedule ahead of them. It's the sixth or seventh hardest, according to opponent win total this year. The division ain't easy. Hell, they open the season on Monday Night Football. You talk about those primetime games against a division rival in the Buffalo Bills. They get the Bills, Dallas, New England, the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football out the gates in Week 4, Denver, who's expected to be better this year with Sean Payton, Philly before the bye, like all that before the bye week. It's not going to be easy for the Jets in that role. And I, I like that you use that word, though, that they're the hunted now. It's a different mindset, despite having not proven anything. And Aaron Rodgers, despite having multiple MVPs the last handful of years, hasn't proven that he could get his team over the hump, even in that case, in the when it comes to a Super Bowl. Even playing home. I mean, the last two playoff games, Rodgers has lost at home. I mean, think about that, right? And so, like, there's so much that you really don't understand. And it's your job as a head coach to teach the team how to be a champion. It's not your job as a head coach to assume they understand how to be a champion. Like, becoming a champion is an evolution. It takes time. It takes day after day after day. It doesn't take, we're there already. See, subliminally to the players, you get the sense, oh, we're there. Oh, and now here's what happens. Well, Everybody just looks to Aaron to make a play. Well, we got Aaron, we're going to win, right? We got Aaron, we're going to win. Well, you know, that's not really how it goes. When the great Michael Jordan was first in Chicago, they had the great player, but until they really developed the triangle offense around everybody, did they become a championship team. And Michael embraced it, and Michael was able to formulate his game through that team. So I think to me, you know, one of the things that, that really affects teams is the ability of the leader to lead. And I just see Sala as a guy that doesn't understand leadership. Like, I, I appreciate a head coach having confidence in his team, but I think there's a different way to present it than in a press conference coming off of a 7-10 and 10 season saying that you are one of the 6-8 to eight best teams in the NFL, in your opinion. And granted, the odds do indicate that with the way that they are placed as an 18 to one shot to win this year's Super Bowl. But a lot of that's just due to like liability and betters getting ahead of a number when they thought that Aaron Rodgers was going to be coming to New York in the first place. So just a lot of food for thought, I think when it comes with this New York Jets team and yeah, there is a lot of reason for optimism for this squad. I don't want this whole segment to be saying that, Oh, the Jets are going to suck this year. There's they, they no question, but, but I like the point in general being that one player away is that a reality? And I mean, you could also be one injury away from that reality getting crushed. Clearly, right? And that's the point is we could be – this is such a, a difficult challenge. I mean, you know, this could shift. Rodgers is coming – and they had a calf injury in the OTA days, mm -hmm. right? Okay, no big deal. He'll be ready for the start of the season. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. However, that being said, you and I both know one injury here or one injury there, you know, we saw last year they lost a bunch of offensive linemen. That affected their team. You know, what happens if they lose, you know, if they don't get Quentin Williams signed? 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think all that. And then the Becton conversation that followed up where he's, you know, he's already barking about how there's been no communication about him not being able to compete. So I, I think you're right. I don't want this to be, oh, the Jets aren't going to win because they've never won. No, I, the Jets have a good team. I'm not arguing that. But the Jets are have to be taught how to be a great team. I think that's the job of the head coach. Right. And to your point about a culture that understands champions, that has to be built internally and they just haven't had that yet. So we'll see what type of a culture they really have going into that building and if Aaron Rodgers can help cultivate that. And um, the, the offense, there's a lot of reasons for optimism with the talent that they have. And, of course, with Aaron Rodgers rehooking up with Nathaniel Hackett and being able to distribute that information. He said he's happier than ever. He said it's been a dream month so far since he's joined the New York Jets. So we'll see if they can continue to live on cloud nine. We got to step aside, Michael. We'll get some final thoughts on the basketball game coming up tonight, as well as the Golden Knights taking on the Stars looking for a sweep. But Lamar Jackson seems really excited about Todd Monken and his new role in the Ravens offense. That and more as we wrap things up on the Lombardi line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points. They can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. You can visit BetMGM.com for all those terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
gambler. This is a time of year usually where you think things are slow, Michael, but we have had a jam-packed show today, lots of fun yeah. stuff. And uh, it's time for our pro tip of the hour. You ready to give it out? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All right. Well, this one comes from our good friend, Mike Somich, professional handicapper who joined the show a little bit earlier, helping us out when it comes to Major League Baseball. Says a good way to back heavy favorites in MLB without having to lay a big price. Heavy juice is pairing the first five innings with a full game bet because bad teams typically don't come back in later innings. Somich gave out the example today where he's backing the Seattle Mariners fading the Oakland A's, who are the worst team in baseball right now by a large margin. The Mariners with Logan Gilbert on the hill are a minus 250 money line favorite. But when you pair that up with the F5, it's only about minus 115. So just a good way to get invested on these heavy favorites. Pro tips available at vcin.com. Become a subscriber today. Searchable by sport and by show. But I think that's a great approach. And you can do that in a number of sports too, Michael. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's really divergent thought process because, he you know, the one thing that you, you should always take advantage of is the book's slow reaction to bad. I mean, three years ago when we were doing the show, Patrick and I, we were all over Akron because in football they were so bad. They couldn't get the number right. Uh, Rutgers, before Greg Ciano got there, they were so bad they couldn't get the number right. And I think you could take advantage of bad. I mean, people always want to take advantage of the good, but I think sometimes these bad teams, they can't, you can't handicap bad teams. Really, it's it's kind of hard. How do you do that? And how bad are they as it relates to everybody else? And the way the A's are, I mean, look, they've won five games at home. They've won five games on the road. They're bad no matter where they play. Yeah, find a team to fade, as they say. I remember last season in Major League Baseball specifically, it was such a good bet to bet against the Cincinnati Reds on the run line specifically. It was like a 20-game stretch or something like that where they were just abysmal, and the market just kept, for whatever reason, not adjusting to the extent that it probably should have been, and so continued value, and you have that here in this case fading the A's, it seems. Uh, let's get back to the NFL, Michael, because yeah. Lamar Jackson – Speaking to media yesterday, said he is loving the new offense already under Todd Monken, running less, um, passing more. I believe we have the soundbite from him specifically. So let's let's hear from Lamar real quick. I mean, just being able to throw the ball down the field. You know, we sometimes sometimes you know we can't running not going running can only take you so far. You know, and I feel like with, with this new era of uh, teams and offenses in the league, I feel like we need that. And Coach Todd Monken. What I'm saying, his offense so far is looking tremendous. Do you feel like you're, um, you won't have to run as much and that'll maybe be scaled back a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely, especially with the receivers we have. Do you like that or not, Michael? Well, I think you got to throw the ball. I think there's no question they have to be more progressive in the passing game. I've been complaining about the Baltimore passing game now for a while. Roman, Greg Roman, their former coordinator, could really run the football. He had really good schemes in terms of how to run the ball. The problem is they couldn't throw the ball. And if they got behind in games, they didn't really have a drop-back pass game. So, And I don't think they ran a passing game conducive to the skill set of Lamar Jackson. I do not think Lamar Jackson is void of being able to throw. I don't think it's the the Justin Fields he can't throw. I think Lamar Jackson can throw the ball really effectively. I think he just likes to throw it in the middle of the field between the numbers on the field. And when you design a passing game with an inside passing game, much like San Francisco has, I think Lamar Jackson's going to shine. That's going to add an element to their offense if they can stretch the field. And, and, of course, it's a lot like the NBA. It's spacing. If we can space the field, it creates the ability to then run the football with J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. So, look, I, I think the question mark for me is they go down this 
I'm, we're going to throw the ball more is are the, is their offensive line good enough to protect? I mean, Ronnie Stanley's their highest-paid player on the team. He, he doesn't play very much. Morgan Moses, the starting right tackle, is over 30, and he's often injured. Kevin Zeitler, their starting right guard, over 30. Can he stay healthy? Are they going to be able to pass protect well enough in this scheme to to allow him to have the time to throw the football? I think that's the question. The way they did it before was his threat of running makes the rushers kind of slow down. You know, they don't really go up the field as fast as they want to because they're scared he's going to take off. Yeah, uh, under Greg Roman the last four seasons, they were first in rushing attempts, but second to last in pass attempts. And so with Lamar Jackson, I mean, that's what we talk about, like his MVP season and how dynamic he is with his legs. That's made him one of the top football players, not just quarterbacks in the entire league is that dual threat ability that he has. He hasn't got to showcase the arm to the extent that I know you believe he's capable of, but is that a fear at all that changing him is going to change the way that defenses um, are approaching this Ravens offense and therefore making this offense less difficult to, to go up against? How do you feel about that? Because I mean, I look at some of the numbers here, Baltimore 16 and one straight up when he's got 90 or more yards on the ground, um, his 4,400 career rushing yards, most by a quarterback ever in his first five seasons in the league, even more than Cam Newton. Like that's, what's made the offense so special. Is that a concern for them? Yeah. I, I mean, look, last year they won three games. They won, they won three games with less than 120 yards passing. Think about that. Mm. They won three games, with less than hundred yards passing. And so as they evolve this offense, Right, and they start to throw it more. They're going to turn it over more, you know. In those three games that they had less than 120 yards, they only turned the ball over one time. So I, I think a lot of it comes to the marriage of offense, defense, and the kicking game. As I keep talking about, I mean, football is a three-dimensional sport, so it's got to work together. Lamar's got to protect the football. They got to protect him, and they've got to be judicious in terms of understanding. The key for Baltimore is to play from in front. I know they lost the Miami game, which was their best passing game of the year because they gave up a big lead. But when they can play from in front and they throw the ball like they did in Miami, where they threw for 318 yards, they're a dangerous team. Ravens a 20 to one shot in the latest Super Bowl odds available. Um, it's I, want, I have one more question for you on this specifically because when we talked, when we heard Josh Allen, for example, say that he didn't want to run as much, it was more like a knock on him. But with, with Lamar Jackson, you really do believe it'll be a positive, and I, I think that's a good thing. I want to get your final thoughts on the Miami Heat coming into tonight against the Boston Celtics. No Gabe Vincent, it looks like, for Miami. Um, if people are out there trying to get involved in this game, what do you think is the play? You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I go through on my board here, 55% of the money line money is coming in on Boston. 47% is coming in on, 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 on Miami, which is you're getting eight points, but they love that number. Miami's getting bet quite a bit. They actually have more money bet on them with that. I never rule Miami out. I, I think what Mike Samet said, it's going to be a big Jimmy Butler game. I think I take the eight points. I, I don't know how Miami can win three times in Boston Garden. But I, I think the eight points, to me, they'll play it closer than that. They'll play the, they will try to eliminate it whether Gabe Vincent plays or not. I think they'll give a hell of an effort.
I do have that plus eight in pocket with Miami from yesterday. It was before the Vincent news. So I'm just going to kind of sweat it out, see what happens, maybe get involved live. That's been a good approach to all these NBA games. I think too, just finding a better number in game has been good. Also, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights going head to head with the Dallas Stars, an opportunity to get the sweep tonight. I, I want you to at least just root for me. Root for the Golden Knights tonight. Can oh, you do I definitely that, Michael? will root for you. <laughs> I mean, I definitely will root for you. So, I mean, you feel like they have the advantage in the goaltender and Hill? I oddly enough do, just because Jake Ottinger hasn't been himself. One of my big fears, Michael, coming into this series was that Jake Ottinger would get hot because of the way that he closed out the set with the Seattle Kraken. And he just hasn't proven that whatsoever. He gets pulled last game eight minutes into the game after allowing three goals quickly. And I'm not sure that he's got the confidence to be at his best tonight. I think that it's going to be a good game, likely a back and forth game, but the stars also don't have their captain and one of their key producers in Jamie Ben out of this game after the, the game misconduct that he got with his penalty on Mark stone. So I feel like a lot of things are showing up Golden Knights at a plus money price tonight. That's where the money has been coming in so far today. So fingers crossed that we get it done. Yeah, and if the Knights win, are they are they like the NBA or are they, we have to wait a long time or does hockey just start it right the finals right so away? I'm, they'll still give them a little bit of time, but I'm pretty sure that they will move it up. I don't think they have set dates like it has to be June 8th or whatever. Right. Um, I think that it's yeah. something that'll move ahead, which will be good for us that we'll have some content, yes. especially if this NBA exactly. series goes exactly. short. We need it. Yes, Stormy. Michael, good stuff with you. Have fun with Femi tomorrow, but a great have show a great as always. Have a couple days off, Stormy. I'll see you Sunday. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. Go Knights. Go. That's a wrap for us today. VEASAN Best Bets coming up next. Don't go anywhere. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.